It was December, Christmas week, our first full night in the house. Aside from a blow-up bed on the floor, a lamp from Target, and the potbelly stove fireplace that came with the house, we had no furniture. Our city furniture was in our city apartment, and the new sofa, beds, dining room set, dishes, everything on order for the house wouldn't be here for weeks. We headed into town for dinner to Mercado, an Italian restaurant that would quickly become one of our regulars. I ordered the bolognese, to which I would soon become quite addicted and order every time I was there. We didn't know the chef yet, but we were chatty with the waitress, Mona. She had moved here too, so we exchanged stories of no furniture, bad backs, and sore butts sitting on the floor. She was using her waiter's corkscrew to open our bottle of wine for us when it hit me. Brian, we don't have a corkscrew at home. I couldn't believe we didn't think of it. Nothing would be open at this hour, and I was 100% sure that the case of wine we had bought earlier the day in Hudson were all cork, not screw top. I was so looking forward to going back to homeless and sitting on the floor by the roaring fire and having another glass together in our new place. Maybe if we ordered a second bottle, we could open it here, bring it home, get through until daylight broke and the stores opened. I was nothing if not logistics. Mona shook her head, as you might with first graders who arrived without their school supplies. Oh, just take mine and bring it back tomorrow. I looked up at her, trying to think that if this was a joke, a trap, or a Stepford situation. But no, it was the real deal. You give stuff to other people in the country. You help other people who are in dire need without question. You will see each other again. You will return the favor with a loan drench, a plumber's business card, or a pie. Brian said thank you and pocketed the corkscrew. I'm Matt Zucker, and this is City at Life, learning to live and love life in the Hudson Valley. Episode 2, Setting Yourself Up. Unless you're loaded with cash, you'll need a mortgage. I planned on using Citibank, which had done our last two, but our friend Stephanie and Victor said, go local. You'll get better service, speed, and flexibility. So we found a local bank, and yep, despite the clunky website, the service was great. A vice president handled us directly, and we closed quickly. We first got a whiff that animals were for real in the bank's mortgage paperwork. The county has a clause which says that you understand you are buying in farm country with active livestock. Our attorney said the wording was added after city folks started lawsuits over farm smell, that bouquet from the barn, which becomes familiar if your property like ours is downwind from sheep. The first two big purchases we made, though, were actually for the outside of the house. Brian insisted on getting a Weber grill, even in the dead of winter, which pleased the folks at Lowe's. And I insisted on getting a standby generator, which admittedly is an investment, but pays off whenever the power boinks out, even briefly. The generator needed propane, so we had to get two big white tanks, which unfortunately faced the road, and stuck out with the name of the propane company in bold red type. It didn't match our green little house, so Brian had the tanks spray-painted green and turned the company name inwards towards the house. Everything now nicely blended in, which seemed genius, until a neighbor sarcastically complimented that now if there's a fire, no one will be able to find the propane tanks to turn them off for us. Let's talk about stuff. If you're going to keep a place in the city, you have a weird first world problem of all your things in two places. Three years later, I still can't keep track of my favorite jeans or my passport. One tip we have is to buy two of as much as you can, and that way you can carry as little as you have to back and forth. For example, we have the same white crate and barrel dishes, 
silverware, drinking glasses, and cookware in the city and upstate. We have the same garbage cans and storage containers. We have two Alexas, two Apple TVs. The consistency is nice psychologically, which I did not anticipate. With clothes, though, I did something different. My country closet is on my plaids, and solids are in the city. That somehow makes sense. Well, slowly, furniture started to arrive. We also picked out a few things locally. Hudson has a slew of furniture shops, and that first week we found a comfy armchair so we'd have something by the fire. Through New Year's, we took turns rotating time in it. Furnishing a house, I warn you, was more expensive than anticipated, so be sure to budget a few thousand per room. People that buy those big McMansions are crazy to me. I do not get how you plan for that. Schoolhouse Electric was where we found our style sofas and fixtures. Outdoor furniture, though, was the biggest challenge, since so much of what we would see was heavy, pricey, and ugly. Brian found lol design, which is the perfect stuff for us, and we ordered an outdoor couch, table, chairs, and even planters. Furniture wasn't the only thing we underestimated. The previous owner was a landscape architect, so we have this amazing lush garden and trails to take care of, which is a job in itself. Brian found a gardener to work with him on it, and they have a lovely bromance, which I try not to pry into. The previous owner also put in outdoor footlamps, which is reassuring in the dark winter, and I'd recommend putting in those immediately if you don't have them. I work in digital, so I had fantasies of the wired home, with cameras, sensors, locks. We've only gotten as far as the nest for remote heat and light controls, but every day there are more possibilities. You just have the impossible choice of platforms, Apple, Google, Samsung, or whatever. Cars are another thing. We were on our second adorable Mini Cooper, which got amazing mileage and earned smiles and waves whatever you did on the road. But so low to the ground and without front-wheel drive, it wasn't long before the little bugger was stuck on a friend's hilly gravel driveway on a snowy night. The next week, we signed a lease on a Volvo station wagon. Hey, idiots! I'm so lucky because this episode is sponsored by Prime Print Shop in Poughkeepsie. They can copy, print, and scan nearly anything from house plans, property surveys, and planning board submissions to banners, business cards, yard signs, and more. Visit primeprintshop.com and mention secret code CITIAT to get 20% off your first order. The last thing on this episode is the team and the need to build one. Don't be naive to think that you can do this all on your own. I don't care if you have a red toolbox like I do and you actually know how to use the toys inside of it. We had to find someone to, say, shovel us out. We had to find a handyman. We had to find that gardener. We had to find a lawnmower, which is different than the gardener, which I had to learn the hard way. We had to find a babysitter for the puppy. We had to find a neighbor to look in on the house when we're not there. And, of course, a housekeeper. Our housekeeper is an amazing woman. She will only work for gay male couples. I asked her why on the first visit, and as she turned up the radio and took out the broom, she said simply, you're cleaner. <laughs> City at Life is produced on the Anchor.fm platform and distributed on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, and other podcasting platforms. If you're using Anchor, you can send me a voicemail. And everyone can visit cityat.com and follow me on Twitter, at Matt Zucker.